If you have your Bibles, turn with me, if you would, to Matthew 27. The Lord has certainly orchestrated our time today. And in all sincerity, when I see God put things together in His providence, I am comforted, but I am also quickened. And that's how I feel this moment. Matthew 27, beginning at verse 50. Jesus, when he had cried again with a loud voice, yielded up the ghost. And behold, the veil of the temple was rent in twain from the top to the bottom. And the earth did quake, and the rocks rent. And the graves were opened. Many bodies of the saints which slept arose and came out of the graves after his resurrection and went into the holy city and appeared unto many. Now when the centurion and they that were with him watching Jesus saw the earthquake and those things that were done, they feared greatly, saying, Truly, this was the Son of God. Can somebody say amen to the reading of God's Word? Would you pray with me this moment that God would anoint His servant to speak, anoint His Word, and anoint our ears to hear and our hearts to receive? Father, we come before you right now keenly aware of your Spirit that is present among us. My Lord, how you have already touched us through music and drama. And we praise you for that. Now we pull up to the banqueting table of the Master. We pray, God, that you would anoint your servant, anoint your word, anoint our ears to hear and our hearts to receive and to be changed by the word of God. We thank you, we praise you, we bless you. In Jesus' name. And the church said, Amen. I want to talk to you about rising with the sun today. Before I dive in, I just want to say, Hallelujah, Jesus is alive. That felt good. We have sung about it, we've seen drama about it that is ministered to our heart. We thought about it, we've reflected upon it, and we may have even dressed for the occasion to celebrate it. Today, you are glowing, not because of new hairstyles or new outfits, or because there is an Easter family function this afternoon, but you're glowing because Jesus Christ, the Son of God, is alive and well. There are many in various events that I love to read about and talk about as it relates to the resurrection. So many gems about the Easter story. We could go back to the empty tomb and we could see the angels in white saying these words, Why seek ye the living among the dead? He is not here. He is risen. 
We could talk about Mary Magdalene, the one who had been demon-possessed, and Jesus delivered her. And so when she came to embalm the dead body of her Lord, even as she was alone, willing to move the body herself, but instead she had an encounter with him where she said these words, Rabboni, or Master. We could discuss Peter and John running to the tomb and finding grave clothes lying wrapped together and no body of Jesus could be found. We could speak of the miraculous appearance when the disciples were gathered in a room, how followers were dramatically affected when he literally walked through a wall without a door being opened. These handful of disciples and followers, and there are other things that happened over that Easter weekend from Good Friday to Easter Sunday that are just powerful. But what I've come to share with you today is that there were many more affected with the rising of the sun than just a small group of believers. You see, earth was affected over that weekend. We read that when Jesus was crucified, the physical world paid homage to the Creator by shaking under the mighty influence of God, literally until granite rocks were torn asunder. Literally rocks were, rocks became uh, as, as sand because of the powerful influence of the earthquake. The world felt the effects of the crucifixion. And, and I find it to be fascinating that while granite rock around the, the area that day was torn asunder, and while the earth quaked greatly on that good Friday afternoon, the Bible tells us and we see that the wooden cross that Jesus was hanging on was still standing still. I don't know what that does for you. That just goes to reaffirm and confirm that the plan of salvation that had been established from the foundation of the world was securely in place. And, you know, the fact that he was on a wooden cross, but that wooden cross wasn't affected by an earthquake. Even though rocks around that earth, that, that wooden cross were torn asunder and torn apart. And let me, let me say to the lost person that is present with us today, or to the person that's watching online, let me say that you need the salvation of Jesus Christ and that was accomplished on the cross of Calvary. And can I tell you, if you receive the salvation of Jesus Christ, uh, you will stand in the end when this whole world uh, is falling apart. Uh, can I tell you, the day is coming, friend, when the earth is going to melt away with fervent heat uh, in its final destruction. And, and you will hear political leaders will no doubt call it the effects of a global warming but the Bible says the elements of the earth will melt with fervent heat but I also want to tell you if you have embraced the cross and clung to the cross you will be saved from destruction whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be delivered and let me also say to the child of God and may I shout it aloud 
that no matter how bad your life is shaken around you, you can rest secure in the salvation that was given to you through the cross of Jesus Christ. The cross is proven to be unshakable. The cross is proven to be unbreakable in a rocking and reeling world. Thanks be unto God. I have embraced the Savior that died on the wooden cross and because of that my foundation is sure and my future is secure. Somebody give the Lord praise. The earth just didn't quake that Friday afternoon, but the scripture said that the sun refused to shine. Uh, that Good Friday uh, at 12 noon, after the Lord had been hanging on the cross for three hours, right in the middle of that six-hour period, all of a sudden uh, the uh, the earth, the daytime became as as dark. The earth was affected as the sun went and went dark. I believe it was all out of reverence. I believe creation was showing reverence to the Son of God that was hanging on the cross. The contrary, the contrast rather, when I read that at his birth, bright lights filled the night sky but here as Jesus is ushered out he's ushered out with darkness in the middle of the day I guarantee you had you been present like those people there there was there was as the earth was rocking and reeling and darkness was covering the earth there was panic and there was fear and they realized that they had in fact put to death the son of God there was an old robust centurion Centurion means he was a commander in charge of 100 of his military men. This was a man that probably was around and present when they gambled, when his men gambled with Jesus' clothes. But I'm telling you, when darkness covered the earth and the earth began to quake, this man began to fear greatly. And those standing with him began to fear greatly. And this is what he said. He said, truly, this was the Son of God. People around that cross began to fear, but praise God, what they thought was an ushering in of God's judgment was actually the ushering in of God's mercy. I'm telling you, God's judgment was deserved, but thank God, God's grace was applied. Condemnation was present, but mercy was granted. There's a passage in the book of Hebrews, I love it every time I come across it, and it says these words, the blood of Jesus speaks better things than that of the blood of Abel. Abel's blood, the first murder victim in the book of Genesis, his blood brought the sword of judgment from the side of God. But that good Friday afternoon, Jesus' blood put the sword of God away so that you and I could gain eternal life. Thank God Jesus died and rose again so that I could be saved. What I've come by to share with you, though, and maybe you've never seen it. It's easy to sometimes uh, miss what the truth of the Scripture is. But what I really want you to see is that Jesus wasn't the only one to arise from the dead. He was just the first. He was the first to arise from the dead. You see, all over the city and surrounding areas, during that earthquake on Good Friday, make sure you get that, the earthquake is on Good Friday. The Bible would tell us that stones were, were rolled 
rolled away from all kinds of, of tombs and, and men and women and boys and girls walked out of those graves and went into Jerusalem and appeared to many there. This happened after his resurrection. This is powerful. I want you to just envision for me for a moment. Could you imagine the look in dad's eyes? He's just come through an earthquake that would shatter the Richter scale. It is something else now. It's pitch black in the middle of the day. Darkness so powerful that it could be felt. But then he hears a knock on his front door and he goes and opens the door and there's his teenage daughter that he just buried a few days earlier. He's just buried her and his grief is, is it's overwhelming. It's one thing to make it through an earthquake and it's one thing to deal with darkness in the middle of the day but then you, it's got to feel uh, both excitable and fearful at the same time when, when your girl that you just buried is, is standing in your doorway and she's alive. What I've come by to preach this morning is that the rock over Jesus' tomb wasn't the only rock that was rolled away. Oh, hallelujah. Good Friday. Good Friday tells us uh, about a prophecy that was fulfilled in Hosea chapter 13 in the Old Testament. And this is what God said. He said, I will ransom them from the power of the grave and I will redeem them from death. Can I tell you when Jesus died, he opened with the keys every tomb and every grave. Praise God. Jose 13 says, oh death, I will be your plague and oh grave, I will be your destruction. And that day, his pledge of covenant was fulfilled when he said, because I live, you shall live also. Yes, that, that Sunday morning, the Son of God arose and praised God, that Sunday morning, the saints that were sleeping rose with the Son of God. Well, I don't know about you, but that gets me excited. I get, I get wound up when I read that. I get excited when I read that. Go back and read it. It says it was the bodies of the saints that arose. Now, make sure you get that part. It was not the bodies of the sinners that arose. Get the picture on Good Friday. When Jesus said it is finished, when he said into your hands I commend my spirit, <laughs> when he said that, that uh, Father forgive them for they know not what they do, when he prayed that great prayer, when he gave up the ghost, the earthquake happened. And the earthquake happened and it, it opened the tombs of saints all over the city. But it was they were just open tomb at that point. But praise God on that early Sunday morning. You go back and read it. On that early Sunday morning when Jesus arose, he said these words. I am he that was dead and I am alive forevermore. But he wasn't the only one that arose from the grave on that Sunday morning. There were other saints that arose as well. Well, Praise the Lord. Why? Because 1 Corinthians 15, 20 tells us that he was the first fruits of them that slept. And you know what? That pledge and that reminder is for every one of us. You and I are going to rise. I'll say it again. You and I are going to rise. But I'm going to make sure I throw this in there. But you're going to have to be a saint. Go back and read it. It said the bodies of the saints arose. 
The bodies of the saints showed up at their loved one's house. The bodies of, I, I don't know what that was like. I can't even imagine. <laughs> the walking dead, oh no, it's the walking alive. Oh yes, they would die again because it's appointed unto man once to die and after this to judgment. So they would, they would one day die again, but on that day, can you imagine what kind of, what kind of uh, craziness was going on in, in the city on that Sunday morning when, when, you, when, when people get up and, and they're trying to navigate through somebody they buried six months ago shows up at their door. Somebody they buried five years ago shows up at their door that were saints that followed Jehovah God. They suddenly appear. I'm telling you there's something to this rising again. It's not just a theory. It's not just a myth. He was the first fruits of them and he's the first fruits of us. And he said because I have arisen from the grave you also are going to arise from the grave if you are a saint of God. Stay with me. Romans 8 and 11 tells us. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead, if that spirit dwells in you, the spirit that raised Christ up from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies. Let me tell you something. If you're a saint, you have the spirit living inside of you. If you're a sinner, you only have the spirit drawing you. That's truth. And so... If you only have the Spirit drawing you, you can believe all this watered-down theology that's floating around all you want. But if you only have the Spirit drawing you, and you don't have Jesus' Spirit living inside of you, when the trumpet sounds, you're not going to meet the Lord in the air. You're not going to be resurrected to meet Him in the air. The Spirit lives in the child of God, the saint. And because the Spirit lives in the saint, Psalms 49, 15 says, But God will redeem my soul from the power of the grave, for he shall receive me. Mull over that. Shout about it. Be nervous if your heart is not right. Pay attention because it's going to happen any moment. And when it happens, it's going to happen in the moment in the twinkling of an eye. All of these cemeteries that we dress up around here, that we visit for home goings and memorials, uh, Southwest Virginia Veterans Cemetery and Sunrise Burial and Highland Memory Garden and Thorn Springs Cemetery and all of these places that, that we dress up and we make them look nice and we make them look proper. I'm telling you, there's coming a day where they're going to be left topsy-turvy. Why? Because the saints of God will have met Jesus in the air. Well, well, can't they just go through the ground and come on up? Oh, they, yeah, they, they could do that. The Lord could resurrect them that way, but I think it's just 
just like it was with his resurrection. He didn't move the stone so he could get out. He moved the stone so we could see in that he was no longer there. I'm telling you, cemeteries around this county are going to be turned upside down, not so we can get out, but so a lost world can see that the rapture is for real. Here's truth. You're here, and you're like the centurion. You haven't gambled with his clothes, but you've gambled with his spirit. You're here, and you're like the centurion, and you've mocked his word. There's another shaking coming. Like the centurion, you have pierced him through again and again with your sinful life. You have nailed his hands and feet again and again with your choices. But one day, if you don't turn it around, you're going to tremble like the centurion when you realize that the world has once again been affected as the saints of God have been taken out. Truly he was the son of God. Truly he came again. This is what's going on in your mind. Let me, let me just talk. Let me just talk to you. And I, I love you. I'm, I'm glad all of you are here. Even, even all of my C&E people. I'm glad you're here. All of my C&E people. You ain't tuned in all year long, but you're tuning in on Easter Sunday. God bless you for tuning in. But God didn't send me here to just stroke you. God didn't send me here just to make you feel good and, and, and you accomplished, you checked the box for some obligatory family member that has been pleading with you to come to the house of God. I'm telling you, friend, this thing is about to wrap up. This thing is serious as it's ever been. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to figure out there's not a prophecy left to be fulfilled. I'm telling you, like a magnet to a bunch of metal slivers, one day the Lord's going to step out on the clouds, and in the moment, in the twinkling of an eye, the saints of God are going to be caught up to be with him. If Jesus arose, we're going to arise. As on that day, the world will be shocked out of control. Airplanes without pilots and cars without drivers and husbands waking up in empty beds. A beautiful baby girl is gone from their cribs and their bassinets and toddler beds. Kindergartners not getting off of the school bus. Mom gone when the teen returns home. Dad vanishes from the job. This is the word of the living God. The pattern is laid out in, Psalm, in Matthew chapter 27. I tell you for the sancto, you lay my feeble body in the grave. I've been consumed by cancer or crippled by polio or MS, marred by a car accident. I may have been taken out by COVID itself. But don't you worry, sister. The Bible says when I was laid down in weakness, I will be raised in power. I'll, 
I'll be laid down a natural body. But I'm not coming up a natural body. I'm coming up a spiritual body. I'm coming up a supernatural body. I'm coming up with a body that says no more pain, no more aches, and forever I will be with the Lord. It is the hope of the child of God. Another shaking is coming. It's on us. It's here. It's here. It's that time. I want to be ready. It's, it's very simple. You're either a saint or you're a sinner. I look you in the white of your eye. You're either a saint or you're a sinner. And only the bodies of the saints, only the bodies of the saints, only the tombs of the saints were opened on Good Friday. And only the bodies of the saints that were in those open tombs were the ones to get up and walk out after Jesus arose from the dead. Very simple. It may be the most profound challenge that you've heard in quite some time. But you have to answer the question. Are you a sinner or are you a saint? If you're a sinner, the Spirit is drawing you. He's wooing you right now. With cords of love, he's reaching out to you. He's reaching into living rooms and kitchens. He's reaching into workplaces where somebody's taking a break so they could get some Easter service in. he's, He's reaching right now. He's reaching. You're a sinner. His spirit is not inside of you. But he's drawing you. Drawing you. He's drawing you. If at any time you want to come and pray, this altar's open. Anytime over these next few moments, if you want to come and make sure things are good. Make sure you're in the saint status. I hear the sound of a mighty rushing wind. And it's closer now. Then it's ever been. I can almost hear the trumpet as Gabriel sounds the call at the midnight cry. We'll be going. Oh. 
sit in this room they're not saints without a doubt there are people that are in this room that are not right with you but as I've been reminded recently it's not about denial it's simply about delay they believe Jesus that you came you were born you died and you rose again it's just not convenient for them up to this moment but Lord we don't have another shot at this only one life and soon it will pass and only what's done for Christ will last. Just this morning, Lord, you called me to the home of a a man at the campground who dropped dead at 65 years old. 
wife of 27 years, Lord. I showed up just a few moments after the death angel had been sent on a divine assignment. How many times, Lord, does the death angel visit this county, visit this town, visit this area? And I pray, God, that every soul that's listening to the sound of my voice, that they're not playing games with the Holy Spirit, that continues to draw them, but rather they've accepted Jesus and now the Spirit of Jesus lives inside of them. But I tremble in my heart. We are so, so very close to the trumpet sounding. We're so very, very close to the coming the Son of God. There'll be no time. Quicker than the blink of an eye and the snap of a finger. Only the saints, the true saints, the saints that God really knows their heart. Only those saints will be quickly caught up together with you. Holy Spirit, I've done what you've called me to do. We've ministered in music. We've ministered in drama. We've done what you've called us to do. We've planted a seed. Lord, don't let one soul walk out of this sanctuary still a sinner. But at this very moment, Lord, would you draw them to this altar? become a saint thank you Jesus <laughs>